guys, how you doing? Welcome to today's A Drummer's Guide 2 episode. And today I'm going to be talking about the physical, emotional and mental side of touring. It's something that a lot of people don't really talk about. Um, you know, it's all great and well seeing people's pictures on Instagram where it all looks rock and roll and amazing. And it is, and there's moments where it definitely is like that, you know, gorgeous venues, great crowds, amazing food, all that amazing stuff. But there's also a side to it that, you know, doesn't get talked about a lot, doesn't get shown, unless you're literally on the road. You you will know that you're going through it and everyone else is, and those are those three things. So uh, the emotional, the physical and the mental side of things and how to cope with it and how to best deal with it, basically, and just keep yourself in a space that means that you can do the job. So I want to start with, let's do the emotional side first. So it's pretty logical that, you know, touring is a tough thing to do emotionally. Um, It's all brilliant and, you know, you have the highs of the gig, which obviously everyone's elated. Well, provided the gigs are going well, of course. If they're going badly, then yeah, maybe you're not in such a great headspace to start with. But let's, let's give the benefit of the doubt to the situation. So... You're playing gigs every night, uh, you're getting that adrenaline rush, you're coming off stage, you're high and lovely and loving life, uh, and then you're exhausted. And this can lead to like physical fatigue, obviously, but it can affect you emotionally as well. I know that it has done for me, definitely, and I've maybe not known it at the time, but it's difficult. You know, you're having this great time, you're doing what you love, but at the end of the day, the majority of us have people at home. We have friends, we have family uh, who are, as I say, just seeing the amazing side of it that we might post on Instagram or if we talk to them, you know, you try and be not, well, I know a lot of uh, musicians that I work with who try to really play down how much fun fun they're having, which is fine, but it's, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know whether that helps really because it means that you've got whoever's at home going well if you're not having that much fun then why are you doing it you know we're away from each other and you know why why would you do that if you're not even enjoying it but then if you're saying how much you enjoy it then it's like all right well you know good for you having an amazing time and you know I'm stuck at home sort of thing so there's it's there's a balance there's definitely a balance I'm not sure if I found it but I will tell you the things that I do to sort of like get myself emotionally in the right headspace or as right a headspace as I can um, so with regards to people at home, so I've been away on tours and I've had uh, a partner left at home or even if it's just friends and family who aren't anything to do with this mad business. So they, they don't necessarily have um, an idea of how it rolls and they do only see the good sort of side of it. But I definitely put into place things to upkeep those relationships Um more I'd say more sort of uh, romantic relationships so boyfriends in the past and my husband now um, I probably put more effort into those emotional relationships when I'm away rather than my friendships and my family I think mainly because my friends and family do genuinely sort of know what's going on you know Um, so ways that I've dealt with the emotional side of relationships is things like uh, I mean Skype simple thing absolute godsend I don't know how people toured without even mobile phones I think I've done tours before without Skype I'm I'm not as young as I sometimes look although at the moment I look exhausted so I probably look older than I usually do but 
yeah, the, the least that I've had on tour is uh, a mobile phone. So even that, being able to call someone and have a conversation sort of every day, every other day is really useful to keep sort of connected. Um, you know, maybe reassure them if they need reassuring or just, just letting them know what's happening really and then skype wonderful thing i think you know the whole thing of having physical facetime or facetiming funnily enough um i think that there is something in that i have a real theory about this though because no matter how many times you might skype with people i think and i might be wrong like you know when you're skyping and you're looking at a screen of someone who's also looking at a screen of you you're uh, like so for me when I talk to people I love to look in people's eyes I, I don't know why it's just how I like to talk to people either that or their lips because I'm I have trouble hearing sometimes so I have to semi lip read sometimes um but yeah anyway back to this so looking at Skype if you're looking into someone's eyes on a screen it means that you're not looking into the camera which to them looks like you're looking into their eyes and if you're both doing this I'm sure that it creates a bit of a disconnect like it's not as connected as it could be um like i said this is all just theory and i don't even know why i'm going onto it but i'm convinced that that is a thing like if, if you could physically be looking into someone's eyes when you're talking to them over skype i think that that would make it even better but anyway um yeah so developers developers of skype and facetime and all that stuff um yeah how do you do that how would you do that um so anyway yeah but that's a really good way to obviously keep in touch you can see each other the physicality of seeing each other is always going to be good and as they say body language is like I don't know, something mad like 90% of communication. I don't think it's that much. I think it's more like 70. But anyway, um, yeah, so I think Skyping is really good. Another thing that I do uh, have done and do with my husband at the moment, if we're on different tours, we will um, have Skype dates. And what that entails is just arranging a time, uh, usually once a week, where we will set aside an hour of time where either I'll be eating my lunch and he'll be eating his dinner or you know I'm eating my breakfast and he's eating his lunch or whatever um, and we will sit and we will eat together and we will just talk rubbish we try to keep away from the work side of conversation only because you know that's not what our relationship is based on and you don't want to start getting into the nitty-gritty of that I mean you can talk about work every other day of the week if you want but that one time it's more about just being together chatting rubbish um we sometimes even book in to watch a film together like do a screen share sort of thing uh and then we'll watch a film together and that definitely helps i think just making the time for each other really is so important i think it's important in life anyway you know time that you are not on your phone on your laptop uh watching tv it's literally just you two sitting down connecting and you know that's important I think that's important in life I think it's almost as if not more important when you're away from each other for long periods of time because you know it can be I mean I remember the first year that I was married we were actually only together I think a grand total of something mad like three months because between us we were like passing ships in the night he was on um he was tour he's a tour manager uh he was tour managing Howard Jones and I was playing with the darkness and then I was playing with Tom Bailey and it was just all a bit kind of like yeah passing ships in the night um so that was a mad first year but we implemented this a lot and it definitely helped it, I mean it's not perfect and there's always going to be times that it's uh, a strain 
and you know it's just you've got to find ways to combat it um another thing that i used to do is just send random gifts to like whatever hotel he was staying at i would sort of send a random bunch of flowers although i stopped doing that because he said that he felt a little bit emasculated um in front of everyone even though i don't care like flowers hey awesome um so yeah, I kind of stopped doing that. Another thing that I did was, uh, so there was one period of time where we were solidly away from each other for something crazy, like two months or something like that. Um, and I knew that it was going to be a bit of a strain on our relationship, um, just where we were at at the time. So what I did was I made this like box of things for him to open one every day and it would be like a little note or a picture or um I think I made well yeah, I know I, I made a little USB stick with some songs that we both really liked and you know just silly things like that like little just little gestures every every day to sort of say look I'm thinking of you it took me ages to do by the way oh my gosh I think it took me longer to do the stuff to put in a box for the two months than it actually like it took longer than two months to do it but anyway it was it was really good it really worked and it gave him something to look forward to every day when he was really struggling and it was just I mean I, I just thought it was a nice thing to do and yeah I was quite happy with that so I think that's a good sort of like at least a few ways that you can um help your emotional relationships back home I suppose uh and yeah but then of course when you're on the road it can get emotional for yourself it can be quite lonely you can kind of get swept up in the whole touring thing and bubble because it does become like a bubble like a mini almost like a mini soap like a mini eastenders or something where things can get way blown out of proportion and actually if you're at home these things wouldn't even matter but you know, it's so intense and you're around each other constantly. So everything becomes a bigger thing than what it is. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes it actually is big things. But anyway, um, so the ways that I deal with this and sort of center myself and remember that this is a bubble, this isn't the real world almost, um, this will pass, this tour will end and things will be better if things are bad. Um, then I will, I, I have a few things that I do. So the first thing is uh, I will go for a long walk. I'm, I'm a big advocate of going for long walks often and that's just in life. For some reason, for me, it clears my head. Um, also, weirdly, it gets my creative juices flowing. So that's really good as well. So whenever I feel like I need to be doing something new and fresh, I'll go for a walk or a long drive. But long drives when you're on tour, not, not really, um, yeah, can't really do that. Well, you kind of could, but yeah, it would be awkward. So yeah, so long walk. And then I will also have a playlist on my phone or whatever, or my iTunes, uh, which is songs that remind me of home, remind me of uh, being a kid growing up, um, of happy times, basically. And I'll listen to that. And that will just, like I say, that will center me, that will make me think about what's important. Um, it will keep my goal in mind of being a drummer. Okay, what is my job? My job is to play these songs, to do these gigs, to make this artist look as great as I can from my, you know, station as it were. Um, and yeah, and then and get on with everyone and just get on with it, basically. So whenever I listen to that sort of music, I will just, it, it centers me and motivates me and inspires me. And yeah, that's a really, it's another really great, uh, way to sort of send yourself emotionally I guess 
Another way that I like to sort myself emotionally is actually a double-edged sword because it also sorts out the physical side of things, um, which is an annoying thing. And had I not have started doing this the last couple of years, I would have gone, nah, it can't be that good. But it actually is. And that is the physical side of it, which is working out. And yes, it's annoying and you're knackered on tour, but I can tell you, if you can stomach a workout every day or every other day or however often you want to do it I, I sort of I guess I do it on the road maybe five six times a week I think it depends on the week but yeah uh every day me and um the other drummer in both Howard and Kim's band Johnny Atkinson we do a, a freeletics workout which is body weight exercises which is I would love to tell you the name of what it is but I always I can't pronounce it it's calisthenic calisthenic Denics? I don't know. You can look it up. Free legs, bodyweight exercises. They're amazing. What it means is no matter where we are in the world, we can be doing exercises. I mean, you literally need all of, I don't know, a space that's like one by two meters and you could probably do a workout in like a tiny space like that. Um, it's so useful. We do it and um, I mean some of the places that we've worked out is just silly. Uh, we'll do it in venues obviously that's a that's a sort of given. Um, we've done it in parking lots, car parks, we've done it in in the middle of the street, uh, we've gone to local parks. It's just a really nice way to sort of do something for yourself every day because it's so easy to use and abuse your body. I mean it's bad enough that you're sort of up every night you're doing shows that probably are ending quite late with this huge adrenaline rush and then you're getting this terrible low the next day and then you know lack of sleep or lack of good quality sleep I mean your body is going to be exhausted so this kind of it's something for yourself and it brings up your resilience I think um, I've definitely found the last few tours that I've implemented this it's made it so much easier just day to day um, and I've gotten more stuff done during the day like work like this sort of stuff um, whereas usually I'd be so tired I'd just go oh I'll just, do, I'll just do it tomorrow it's fine and tomorrow never comes so yeah it's a great way to motivate and um, yeah and, and just to to well not to get fat on tour as well which is so easy so a lot of the last tours that I've been doing has had catering on it and catering is the best thing in the world and it's the most dangerous thing in the world the amount of times that I've been on tours where myself included uh, but yeah me and other band members and crew members have literally put on like a couple of stone in a tour I mean it's crazy you come back a different clothes size and you kind of don't realize it when you're away I feel although I've got to say if you're on stage and you're seeing photos of yourself every night when people are sort of putting up on Instagram or whatever that can be a bit of a wake-up call it's like oh is that what I'm looking like on stage I'm starting to look like Jabba the Hutt I think I need to do something about this so yeah so the physicality that that helps you uh the physical exercise definitely helps uh with that and and like I say it helps the emotional side the mental side it always clears my head um and 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 brings a routine to the day because it can be quite hard to keep a routine in the time that you're not being told where to be if that makes sense so from the time that you wake up to sound check there could be I mean depending on what time your sound check is that could be a good sort of six seven hours 
And if you're just sitting in a dressing room for six or seven hours, just going, what am I doing? Like, I, what, what's going on? I, shall I just go and eat some more? Is, is lunch open yet? I know that they finished breakfast like 10 minutes ago. Can I, can I go get some lunch yet? I mean, it's just, it can get like that every day. And uh, yeah, it gets old pretty fast. And another thing is, speaking of the whole catering side of thing, is is that it makes it well for me. It makes me make better decisions about what I'm putting in my body, what I'm eating. Um, because if I've done a workout, I don't want to ruin it with eating pure donuts. I am not saying I will not have a donut. I am not saying I will not have a piece of cake. I am not saying that I will not have some fried chicken or whatever. But I'm more likely to go, you know what, let me carry on with this. Let me start with some salad before I put this huge chunk of, like, beef on my plate and, you know, eat that big bowl of ice cream that's screaming at me because it really wants me to eat it. So, yeah, it kind of... And it kind of justifies that behaviour as well. For me, I'm just like, well, you know, this is my reward because I, I'm a big believer in reward, by the way. This is how I run a lot of my life. It's like, right, if I do X, then my reward is Y. So if I do my exercise, then my reward is that donut. It's staring at me and I, you know, I owe it to eat it, basically. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so I think that that kind of, yeah, it's a good way to keep both the emotional and the physical side in check. Now, the third thing that I wanted to talk about was the mental side of it. And what I mean by mental side is the approach, the headspace that you kind of need to be in. Now, these have been, the mental side is different for every tour. Um, the last tour that I just went on was with Kim Wilde and I've got to say it was the funnest, easiest tour in terms of a mental sort of strain because they're just so nice. <laughs> Everyone is so nice. They're so kind. It's a very family orientated vibe. So everyone's quite grounded. Everyone's got a good point of reference and uh, it, yeah, I I can't, I can't speak highly enough of how much fun it is to tour with that lot. However, it's not always like that. That, unfortunately, for me, is quite a rarity. Because a lot of tours, you're dealing with um, an artist. And I can't remember who said this. There's someone that I know that said that when you think of an artist, there's a reason that they're so amazing at what they're doing, at creating. But what that means is that part of their personality is slightly unbalanced and lacking and they compensate for that uh, by being so creative and incredible. Or maybe it was that they're overly developed creatively. But what that means is, is that, yeah, it's the opposite. So they're so overly developed that it means that they lose a bit of this other bit of their personality that might make them um, not logical. That's the, that's a horrible way to say it. Like they just have different um, points of reference and uh, points of focus. I think that's a good way of putting it. So uh, what that means is you've kind of got to be in an understanding and empathetic headspace. I mean, you don't have to be, but in my experience, it definitely helps or just put yourself in a position where you can handle if they fly off the handle at something that seems 
small to you and irrelevant and not important which to them clearly by their reaction might be hugely important and you know to the point of you know mental breakdown or something crazy like that and you're just there going what the did I miss some I thought I mean it was was it just not that there were not blue M&Ms there you know just crazy it's crazy stuff but I've found some good ways of sort of dealing with this and actually I end up using the sort of unresolved frustration with those kinds of situations and I bring it on stage so that I can kind of um yeah use that energy in a positive way I guess and I mean it helps if you're playing songs that are quite angry and angsty and have a lot of that kind of energy to them but if they don't you can still use them use that energy but just turn it into a bit of a positive one if the songs are more positive or it just yeah it depends um so I'll tell you about a very specific uh, example that I have which is um so there was one tour that I was doing and it was known notoriously as a difficult tour I mean I was warned about this tour uh long before it happened um and I mean I love a challenge so I was just like oh it'd be fine and as I've said before like I try and find the good in people and I thought look it'll be fine I'll handle it it'll be cool um and then we started this sort of tour and I saw the behavior and I went right and I kind of went, okay, I I get why this is happening because um, this artist basically just reminded me of loads of the kids that I used to go to school with and these similar kind of traits. And I was like, oh, like I I get why you're like this. Um, and, and I found it quite sad, to be honest. I found it quite sad. They were an amazing artist. They still are, to be fair. Um, and yeah, so I just kind of went, all right, I need to put myself in a headspace that I can deal with this, that it's not going to affect me, it's not going to affect my playing, because at the end of the day, when it all comes down to it, as much as I'm playing for an artist, I'm representing myself. And if I'm not representing myself in a good way, be that personally, professionally, or in playing, then I'm I'm not doing the right thing. That is my priority. I need to project the right kind of thing. I need to do the best job I can. So what I would do is I every morning on whenever I toured with this artist, which was for a good year, um, I would basically say to myself, right, they hate me, they hate me, they hate me. And it sounds intense and crazy and probably a bit odd. But what that meant was when they flew off the handle and sometimes it was at me uh, for various reasons, I'm not sure whether they were justified or not, but whether they were or weren't didn't actually matter because I was there going it's fine they hate me so of course they would talk to me like that of course they would treat me like that of course that scenario is going to happen because they hate me so that's all right like you kind of accept it and you go well that's that that way also whenever um they displayed really nice behavior like generous and kind which they did and they are you know they are that person as well um it would just be a really nice surprise and they would be very uh kind to me and say some really wonderful things very complimentary um which was again so lovely and and amazing to hear and I would take it for what it was and sort of say you know thank you and and that's amazing and then the next morning I would wake up but I would continue with okay they hate me they hate me they hate me and then I'd just move on with my day and then you know they may have gone completely the other way the next day and be you know just 
in a really frustrated spot and and uh, lash out and I'd just go cool yeah well I'm still in that headspace so it's totally fine I can deal with this and like I say it sounds crazy and actually it ended up that I was I ended up just going to myself why am I why am I putting up with this why am I like allowing myself to have this as part of my life why do I need to you know, put myself in that headspace to do my job. I'm not bad at my job and I take a lot of pride in my job and I think it ended up affecting um, my belief in myself. But then something else happened outside of work that really just snapped everything into perspective and literally within a couple of weeks, I, I literally changed everything in my life. So it's funny how things like that happen and you just go, actually, as much fun as it was and great experience, and it was, and I wouldn't change it for the world. And I probably, actually, if I got the opportunity to work with them again, I probably would, if I'm honest. Um, Yeah, I think if you can sort of just get through that in the way that you need to until you can just ask yourself the question, is this how I want to spend my life? Is this... The environment that I want to be in and sometimes do you know what sometimes you do hey there's bad sides to everything but if the good outweigh the bad then stick with it if it inspires you if that artist is so amazing that you get so much from playing their shows and and interacting with them and yes they might have days where they're they're in a bad mood and they lash out or whatever it is whatever it is if you feel like the positive outweighs the negative stick with it you know nothing nothing in this life is perfect nothing and if you think that it is you're going to be in for a hell of a shock down the road so it's more about just um is it damage limitation i think that's sort of the right term i've never really known what that means but i'm going to use it because it sounds like the right term in this moment so yeah so that's kind of my three pillars if you like of how i survive and have survived tours and as I say I'm I mean I've been doing it the last 10 years and people are still asking me so that's really nice and um yeah so it seems it must sort of work I guess um but at the end of the day you just got always remember that you have a choice that's one thing that really drives me mad um is people complaining about not just in music um but in life you know, if you if you are doing something that you're not enjoying, like it's not that you're not enjoying it, like it is it is making you into this person that you're not and you want to make a change, then make a change. Yes, it might be difficult and yes, it might seem impossible, but it's not like we're in a day and age where literally anything is possible. So I think you've just got to, yeah, just weigh it up, see how you feel about it implement some techniques to keep you on the straight and narrow as it were and um and keep true to yourself I guess gosh this is all getting very very deep bit too deep so I think on that note I should probably leave you alone I think you well no I think I hope you guys are have got something from this um I hope you're having an awesome day if you want to listen to more of these there's more episodes coming please feel free as well to leave me a review on this I would really really appreciate it because it helps um people find it better and and stuff like that um also if you want to see video versions of these topics and more then you can check me out on YouTube basically just go to a drummersguide2.com and you can find all the stuff that I've been releasing on all these different subjects about my lessons and journey through the music industry and hopefully I'm hoping that it is and it will help you 
uh, if you're trying to make sense of this crazy music world. Um, I, to be fair, I sit here thinking I'm not even making sense to myself, so how can anyone else get any sense from this? But apparently you are, so I'm super happy, so I'm just going to carry on until someone stops me, basically. Um, anyway, I hope you guys are having an awesome day, and I shall see you next Friday for another subject. I think next week's one is about accountability, which has been a theme that's run through my life, which I've only just realised. But yes, I shall see you uh, next week. Oh, if you have any questions, email them over, info at a drummersguide2.com, and I'll see you soon. All right, lots of love. Bye.